Hello and welcome to The Biggest Podcast with Ava and Harris. I'm Harris. And I'm Ava. Um, um, we probably could have done that another way. But anyway, <laughs> um, this is um, The Biggest Podcast. We haven't actually had a podcast for a while. Mm. So I thought it'd be a good way to get started. Uh, I mean, I think when I say I thought, you thought of this before. <laughs> um, just to chat about well essentially the new year and where what's been happening in the meantime it feels like a long time ago for me (laughs) for some reason like I cannot remember December 2020 as a thing it feels like a lifetime Um, ago doesn't it yeah just to clarify this is like mid-feb right now so um it's not that long ago but for some reason maybe it's just that weird thing of like everyone saying good riddance to 2020 Mm. and yet we've turned into uh 2020 plus one and it's still not great if you ask me i know i had this very naive idea oh, no, you didn't no you I weren't one of those i people. was and I, I didn't even know i had it until <laughs> it got to 2020 plus one and i was just so disappointed and i was like why hasn't the world gone back to normal and i realized i'd had this you know dream this pipe dream of everything just returning back to normal as soon as the new year hit um Mm. but alas that was not the case (laughs) fair enough i am surprised you know what the 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 best sort of um moment of this year so far i think when i was i was watching um joe biden's inauguration Mm. and that was nice that was a nice moment i was watching that there was a great uh sort of spoken word I think is probably the best way of saying it by the, the poet laureate it was just that was a great moment that felt like like I was renewed by that and then it just went back downhill again so mm. that's that's how it's been so far but it's been um and it's also been very cold as well recently for me like it's just been well when I say for me it's also been for everyone else but <laughs> uh, it's just to been so cold and climate yeah I know but I just it's like it's terrible I don't want to go outside I'm just like because then my fingers just feel like they are like stabbed by needles yeah I must Uh, admit I actually I love the cold weather so when it's been really snowy well I say really snowy when there's been a light dusting of snow it has brought me some joy but as somebody who loves the winter I'm a bit worried by how excited I am to be able to just go outside in the warmth again. I'm looking forward to spring like nobody's business. And just to be able to go for a nice walk or a jog, or like just go and have a coffee without my hands falling off, and I just can't wait. Or a picnic in the park or something in a couple of months when the rules relax. That sounds good. That sounds so good. Yeah, I think this is the thing. I usually like cold weather. Mm. I love like dressing up and like scarves and actually, I love that. Um, usually. But I feel like this year, I think it's just because I actually don't like the weather. I like just like being around with other people in it and like mm. fire and all of that stuff. I think we've. Yeah. I like, don't know if and it's I think... the tradition of like, you know, shaking your jacket off and c- going inside and having a nice cup of tea with mates or whatever and watching yeah, a or a hot chocolate. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I feel like that's definitely what I'm missing more than anything. Like this idea of like, and so now like the winter just feels a bit rubbish and I actually want the hotter mm. weather yeah a bit like you mm. which actually usually I'm like ah, eh, summer's okay it's not my favorite but now I'm like 
I can't wait for it to be warm again so I can see people outside. Yeah. And, like actually seeing people face to face. Yeah, no, I'm I'm the same and I detest summer. Like I'm way too white to be out in the sun. So um <laughs> for me to be saying it, you know it's it's pretty dire. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have that excuse, but okay. <laughs> no, oh yeah, no, but how is your Christmas anyway? We haven't properly um, talked about did you manage to go home or are you stuck in London? No, no, I was able to go. Well, I live at home, so I was at, I oh, stayed at home. But it was the big question was like whether we were going to have my um, sister who's married and her husband round. We were going to have my other sister round, mm. and then um, we sort of everything sort of just ground to a halt. And it mm. was like, oh, maybe we shouldn't have planned this mm. beforehand and stuff. And then it was just disappointing more than anything because you get your hopes up. Yeah, and like oh yeah, we can. Um, we can all see each other we can do board games all of this stuff mm. and then um, it just doesn't materialize and even though like so my, uh, what, my sister who lives by herself was able to come because she's in a support bubble with us uh-huh. which was nice and that was I mean that's like that was the actually, I haven't seen her since like there's the thing she comes so rarely now because of all the rules mm. even though she can because she's in a support bubble it's because she lives so far away yeah um, but yeah so it's just I think it just didn't live up to the hype for me. It felt like, so it felt like briefly like Christmas for like one day and then mm. it sort of went back. Um, but it was just really nice to see her. And that that def- definitely was the highlight for me of the break. Oh. It was nice to not do anything. I switched off completely. Oh, I was like, yeah. I'm not going to do anything. I regret it now, but at the time it was great. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. What about I you? I think you deserved a break. <laughs> Yeah, I think we all did. And this is the thing. I'm like, I'm so, I'm like in two minds about everything right now. Like my, mm. my, my head's like, oh, Harris, you should take a break. Things are tough right now. And then mm. I'm like, actually, I've been taking a break for a while now. I should probably mm. get something done. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a really hard balance to strike, isn't it? Because I feel like even when you're getting stuff done, because you're just stuck at home, you still feel like you're not getting anything done. Like I don't yeah. feel accomplished ever anymore just because I'm like oh you know same old same old um so it's quite difficult to feel like you deserve a break but then also life is a break because you're not doing anything but it's only the fun stuff that you're not doing do you know what I mean like and also I feel like with the like usually like I would work in the library and then Mm. it'll be like oh I've done what I was meant to do I can leave and then I walk home and like there's that separation and then once I'm home I chill whereas Mm. now like if I'm done I'm at home and I'm still in the same place so it's like difficult to be like oh well done Harris you're now in this different place where you feel great it's like Mm -hmm. uh, you're still here you can oh do you want to change tab you can now watch a YouTube video that you uh, (laughs) that you've been wanting to watch that sort of thing so yeah I feel like I, I know it's not like from everyone that I've spoken to I'm not the only person who's like experiencing a bit of like Inertia. Kind of blues or like I don't know what the right, the right word is I think mm. the winter usually brings like a, a sense of gloominess as well but I think just mm. paired with everything that's going on um, I've got like major zoom fatigue I've got like I'm just not enjoying stuff that I usually enjoy and I'm like bit of anhedonia there Harris Oh no! Oh no! I literally just described it perfectly. Didn't I? I didn't even. I didn't even need you to put it. Into it. I just did it. Oh god! Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's that. It's that sort of. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. I don't know if the right word is, but it's just a bit, I just want things to get better, but you also don't want to get your hopes up at the same time. Yeah, I think that unfortunately like... now we're all unbelievable realists and particularly those of us who, you know, exist within the medical sphere. Yeah, um, you've always been a realist, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But even I, at this point, am starting to... I mean, all of us are pretty disillusioned by this point, but yeah. it's getting to the point where I wish there was a little bit of optimism somewhere from someone. And all of my very optimistic counterparts uh, are now joining me on the on the realistic side. And I, I must admit, I, I wish they'd go back and be a bit more chipper <laughs> so I could... Uh, feed off some of their positive energy <laughs> it's like you don't realize you don't realize you miss it like when you're when everyone else is being optimistic you're like oh they're yeah. just being optimistic yeah i hate it and mm. then now that no one's optimistic it's like oh where's the optimistic I know, I know i feel like it's almost um like optimism fatigue yeah like you know it, it takes so much energy to to be positive and to think you know that everything's going to be all right and it's so much easier to just give up and I think, unfortunately, um, for a lot of people, it's just it's starting to feel a bit like that. Um, like they'd rather, you know, because it's hard enough just existing at the moment. So take the easy route and just be a bit be a bit glum. Um, I think that's a lot of people's perspective at the moment, um, which is a bit sad. Mm. But alas, what can you do, eh? Well, that's a good question. What can you do? Like, I feel like surely there's got to be something that we can that we can do to make people feel better but I feel like it's on such a wide scale mm. <laughs> that I don't really know what the solution is like I think as we said before like there's this weird balance or as I said before to be accurate mm. there's like a weird balance between like wanting to go easy on yourself mm. but then also that like going easy on yourself actually in the end you feel like less accomplished sometimes and you feel yeah. more behind and then because of that then you feel worse so it's mm. it's it's a difficult uh tightrope to to walk along I think yeah it's it's a, it's really weird um like I know for me I've got quite a lot of deadlines um mounting up now in the quite near future mm. um and I think that it's you know I don't feel how I normally feel when I have deadlines and exams and things <laughs> normally I feel like okay like this is what I have to do I just need to get on with it and for some reason, it just feels so much harder um, this year. Like, everything just feels harder. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's it's important to, to realise, like, you have to chat with people. Um, like, when I talk to my course mates and I realise that everyone is feeling equally as, you know, bruised and battered by, by this year that's just gone, um, I think you can kind of appreciate that actually you're, you're really not alone and and everybody's going through the same thing and you can't be hard on yourself um you know it's amazing that all of us are still sane um or yeah, <laughs> in my case partially sane um same as usual <laughs> um good enough but you know like it's it's good enough that we're that we're still existing and managing and eating and sleeping and you know existing and being kind to each other so the fact that we're also doing degrees or working or, you know, if you've got a family and you're still looking after your family or, you know, you're doing whatever, you're doing something creative with your time, whatever it might be. Um, I think you, we all just need to be a bit kinder to ourselves and realise that actually that is a pretty amazing feat. 
and day-to-day things are about 50 times harder when it's been you know the 365th day of you doing exactly the same thing um yeah I think we all just need to be a bit kinder to ourselves I'm I'm very bad at that myself um yeah (laughs) same (laughs) it's easier said than done but um I guess having people in your life who can say it for you as well is is a useful thing yeah definitely actually I think I think on that note it's it's very difficult for me to feel sympathy with myself I think because you look at the general world and the headline figures are just like the headline around the world is literally just sadness and despair and people dying and people very very ill and it feels Mm. very hard to have sympathy for yourself in that way um and I think that it doesn't make it less valid Mm. like it doesn't make it, it less valid that you've gone through a difficult time now the fact that people are very yeah but it does make you feel like maybe you should complain less but I think yeah it is mm. it is something that I have to get a bit better at and I think generally I'm I'm getting better at slowly I think yeah um just appreciating the fact that it is okay for me to feel like things are tough right now mm. and it's not it's not that I have to compare it all the time to what what's going on in the world no, of course. Because I think it's, it, yeah, it's it's very difficult to separate what's happening to me from the wider population. Um, mm. Because it feels like everyone's going through a hard time, right? Everyone surely is stuck inside, can't see yeah. and stuff. But I do feel like people of our generation are quite hard, like quite uh, hit quite hard because mm. like, we're, of a, we're of the age where literally meeting new people and um, like, like I feel like we're the least likely to have like a big family support unit at this age. Oh yeah, you're so right. Um, it's like you're in the middle of two two places almost. So mm. um, I think we have like young people have been hit quite hard, and I think it's it's yeah. okay to feel sad about that and like essentially like grieve the, the like this normal process that has been lost. Yeah, completely. And you know, it's a massive developmental lifestone. Your early twenties, and you know, any adult I say that like as as if we're not adults because I don't feel like one but you know any (laughs) grown adult will tell you that some of the most you know important things that shaped who they were happens when they were in their you know 22nd 23rd 24th year of life Mm. um so it is valid to feel like you're losing something because everybody is um but I think the reason it's so hard now is because it COVID has shoved down our throats so much and yeah. we feel exactly the same way if, um, you know, world hunger or starve, you know, wars or anything like that was publicised in the way in which COVID is. If yeah. every day you woke up, ate your breakfast and saw, you know, what was going on in Yemen and every single day that was going into your brain, you would feel invalid for feeling, you know, like you've had a bad day too. Um, but that's that doesn't happen, unfortunately, or fortunately, I suppose, depending on how you view it um and so it that I think that's what makes it so difficult because the comparative is so stark and so present all the time and you know we're only human all we do is compare ourselves to each other um so it's it's difficult to feel to feel valid um but again I think that's why it's so important to talk to other people about how they're feeling because you'll realize then that that everybody is in the same boat um and you know Mm -hmm. 
if, but it, it it's tough. I don't I don't think it's there's tough. any ideal way of dealing with it, and everybody's you know doing it differently. Um, but bottling it up and you know just feeling rubbish to yourself because you feel invalid, I I don't think is the best way to do it. Easier said than done, again. But you know, mm-hmm. um, everyone is struggling. I think by this point, if it happens. Um, mm. It does seem like there are a few glimmers of light on the horizon. Just, just gently, if if, if I can dare to be optimistic, um, <laughs> it does seem like eventually, and hopefully within the foreseeable future. I'm not going to put a time date on it, but in the foreseeable future, we might be able to see people face to face, and that will be just nice I think just to be able to see like friends that I haven't seen I'd love to yeah. go outside go to pizza union get mm. a pizza and eat it together <laughs> like that is what I want to do right now with friends I just <laughs> miss natural human interaction like bumping into someone in the street and having a chat oh. that's what I miss I don't even miss like planned brunches with friends as much <laughs> as I thought I would like I miss bumping into someone in Tesco and having a catch up and learning two facts about their day and you know having that kind of variety that's genuinely yeah. what I miss the most <laughs> genuinely just not expecting to see someone and you bump into them yeah I miss I miss the library bumping into people in the library because mm-hmm. that's where like the people that like are on my peripheral almost mm-hmm. if that makes sense like no completely yeah not the people I message every day or like every other day but like the, everyone else like yeah. that's where I get to see them and talk to them and like or yeah. a society thing or yeah, all those things. It's the uh, unexpected interactions that you don't plan but that make yeah. your life interesting. I think like that's what a, I'm lacking. Exactly. Like from a society point of view, it's been like a year. Like oh, how so ridiculous is that? Like the thing is it feels I can remember what they what they are like and, and I think that just it it shows how how powerful those memories are and like mm. how how fun those times are and god um, i like i crave it harris like i sometimes sit and i find i find myself just thinking about like being in a room full of people or going and <laughs> sitting in a coffee shop or going and like browsing through a bookshop and i'm just like why is this like elating me so much thinking about this, <laughs> this you think that's like, bad you think most... that's bad i <laughs> think about the library i literally yeah. think about the library I mean, I wasn't going to comment on that, Harris, but... <laughs> <laughs> I miss, like, just going into the library and seeing people. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I, I miss going for... Uh, there's so much that I miss, but do you know what? Like, I think that we're all going to be... I hope that it sticks with us how much we appreciate the simple things in life. Um, yeah. And I hope that we carry it through when normality returns because I think the worst thing in the world would be well not the worst thing in the world that's you know basically what's happening um but an awful thing would be for us to have all gone through this and then to forget to forget it and to forget the things that we love and appreciate about about life and I just want us all to have I hope this gives everyone a new lease yeah that's good I feel joie de vivre uh, if if you will I hope it doesn't but in a I feel like humans as like as a society we have a habit of we won't forget instantly, but slowly, gradually. We forget we pain forget. as soon as it's and, gone. And, and, and <laughs> it's not a bad. It's not a bad thing, maybe. But like, mm. we do. We repeat ourselves a lot. Like, mm. 
<laughs> as a, as a society, as, as sad as it is to see, like the mistakes that were made like ten years ago, we will make again. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and yeah, that ten years ago is not that long, but no. I, I can see like us genuinely having a real big appreciation of people and and changing our habits for a while, but slowly. Mm. I feel like things creep in, and and that's not a bad thing. I guess it's sort of us going back to our our normality a bit. Um, yeah. But it's yeah. I I don't know if I want things to go back to normal, normal, or whether I sort of want things to sort of take stock of where we are and like because I feel like there's some things that will change gradually. I feel like, for example, like video calls and all of that stuff um video teaching all of that has been I think zoom microsoft teams they are probably here to stay a bit just because yeah. like if you if you'd asked me a year ago to set up a video call between <laughs> people across the country right yeah. like for I don't know different like all the sports clubs across the country do a do a meeting I would have no idea how to do that and now like it's possible I feel like in a weird way this might help us connect with people in an easier way like an online event mm. if you do like a conference or uh, an online talk that's actually easier than ever yeah uh, so maybe that's those are the sorts of things that will stay and then we can stay connected with people far away but then if people are nearby hopefully we do mm. <laughs> we do things in person and face to face more yeah perhaps it will be you know I remember like back in back last year um trying to get uh, conferences and stuff that were happening in person to be put online for like students in Malta or you know students elsewhere and I remember mm. how much of a of a like difficulty that was and how nobody knew how to do it and there was loads of issues and it ended up never being you know a feasible option and now hopefully that that won't be the case anymore you know which would be yeah. great but I there's only so many more online conferences I can take or online <laughs> talks I can take before I before I go mad um yeah I must no, no, let's not have them too often <laughs> yeah it'll be nice as a you know for the what, once, people once every or something yeah. fair should we talk about something a bit more cheery yeah let's <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think about what we were going to talk about. I'll be honest. We're going to talk about like recommendations. Any you said you'd watch oh, yeah. or listen to a couple of good things. Um. Oh, so this is one thing that happened since we've been off air. Mm-hmm. I like so I went up into the attic and I found a huge box of vinyls. Oh, cool! That had sort of melted together. Well, not melted together. The the water damage had like stuck everything together. Oh no! Are they and, okay? Like, uh, well, I then went on this uh, a cleaning. Well, I went on the internet, found out how to clean vinyls, and, mm. and then I was like, "Oh, actually, they're just plastic." Um, so then, like soapy water, the whole thing. It took me about half a day to clean these vinyls. There's probably like forty. It's yeah. quite a lot. Um, so I cleaned them, and then I, I have I bought a vinyl <laughs> record player because well, my dad had one, but it doesn't work very well. Yeah. Sort of just like the things all gone so I bought a vinyl record player as a sort of new year's present to myself and I now have an instant vinyl collection which is great I've been listening a lot to George Michael mm. uh, it's, it's, it's weird having like because so these vinyls were left here by the um the people who lived here before us so this is like 20 years ago yeah basically. so there's like some loads of records that I just never would have bought because it's someone else's music taste yeah 
Uh, so like, there's a Vanilla Ice album. There's, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of like hip hop, but like old hip hop. It's like it's great. Um, I love that though. You get like a you get a a little look into those those people's lives and their tastes, and I just think that's brilliant. Yeah, exactly. And now it's and it's much cheaper than buying a vinyl collection. Oh yeah, for uh, sure. So and now I've got that. It's my it's my little study buddy. I just put on an album, and then it'll like it'll spin next to me, and then every like twenty twenty five minutes, I flip over the. At least it's, the like a, it's, an, it's an enforced break, isn't it? You have to stand up and and change it. Probably quite. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And it's like, but it's also not as distracting as like having music on a phone or on a laptop, where mm-hmm. like you can you constantly change it or something. You have like, to I go, have to, and also you go on your phone or your laptop yeah so that's my yeah that's my big sort of discovery of something that I really enjoy now that I've had over the last few months yeah well that's so exciting I'm so happy for you it's so nice when you discover a little like thing that brings you joy like that yeah exactly unexpected joys in life that's lovely so that's what I've been listening to a lot of I've been also listening to uh the stuff you should know podcast which Mm -hmm. is great um because it makes me feel smart i bet so basically i listen to podcasts like at night just before i go to bed interesting um, as a way of like because if i look at my phone my eyes will be like what are you doing mm-hmm. and i also keep scrolling because uh you the never-ending scroll is a, <laughs> the never-ending scroll is a big thing yeah so um i yeah i've just been listening to stuff you should know and spotify has something called a sleep timer where you can like put click um a little button and it will automatically turn it off after a certain amount of time so uh so i've been listening to everything i've been finding about how car chases work i've been finding about airship literally i feel so knowledgeable but also i don't remember a lot of it because i'm asleep so this is what i was gonna say like i know for me if i because i fall asleep within i have this i've started using this new app in the new year called sleep cycle um Mm. which like measures your sleep basically it records you and it listens to your breathing and it tells you like when you're in deep sleep and when you're REM Mm -hmm. and it wakes you up so that you're the most rested apparently don't know if it works it's just a a con um but anyway on that app it tells you like how long it takes for you to fall asleep and it takes me like three or four minutes every night as soon as I've shut my eyes so I know that if I started listening to a podcast I would just shut my eyes and be asleep within minutes so I don't think it would be very effective for me. No I think I I, I get in like a good 20 minutes 15-20 minutes oh, and then awesome. and then I fall asleep and then I go I then I listen to it on my way in I listen to the rest of it mm. so I try and find the bit where I fell asleep or the last but I remember play it again there was a really <laughs> it was a really good episode on how buffets work I don't know why I was mm. fascinated so um that it makes me feel like that's a really nice podcast to listen to Mm. Um, they're very knowledgeable i've been watching a lot of big bang theory on netflix i literally just finished it and it felt very i had that um finale oh my god it's over vibe where where you're like oh my god there's i've watched all of it there's (laughs) no no more episodes there's never going to be any more episodes this chapter is over just time Um, to start it from the beginning again yeah, that's weird. I remember the first time I felt that when I watched like Parks and Rec, which is my favourite show, and I yeah. was just like, "Oh God, this is just terrible." And you just <laughs> you have this mini like <laughs> breakdown of, "Oh, I'm never going to find a show I like as much as this." Mm. Um, but then there are other shows. There's always other shows. But 
that was that, I, you know, Big Bang Theory gets a lot of hate, but mm. I think I feel like it's a it's a very easy watch and it's very like it'll go in the background yeah. and you don't really worry really too much. Yeah, I I used to watch it with my dad, like when I got home mm-hmm. from school. I remember when I was like I don't know, probably a bit too young to properly appreciate some of the jokes, um, and some of the science too. I'm sure still am Um, (laughs) um, but I used to really enjoy it and then when I came back to it I tried to like rewatch it when I was like more recently and I just couldn't do it I think you know when you watch something with someone and it sticks with you and like that's you watch with someone and then you can't like do it alone or you know yeah yeah like we have some shows that we've watched as a house um and I just can't like watch it without them in a room it's just i don't know if it's just a weird codependence what sort of shows um like appalling shows like really rubbish ones like um, <laughs> those are the best yeah. ones to watch as a house because yeah. you can like comment on them and Absolutely. make snarky comments uh so we'd watch like big mouth sometimes <laughs> okay fair. um and like cobra kai and just all these like really rubbish but just funny funny shows um, nice and I get with that with movies as well. Um, I'm not really somebody who rewatches movies ever, but there are some movies which are like comfort movies that I rewatch all the time, um, and they always throw me back to the first time I watched them or whoever I watched them with, which is always quite nice. For me, for me, E4 shows are the classic example of that because I used to watch them at uh, like at home with my sisters, so like yeah. friends always on E4. Oh, and Scrubs um, does that for me. Yeah, that too. Like, where well, we used to just watch it together, and like, I was probably too young to get a lot of the jokes. Yeah. I'll be honest, but like, I just have memories of watching those, and I couldn't tell you what happened in a single episode, really. Yeah, but, actually, no, that's not true. I can tell you like Ross's teeth and stuff, but <laughs> <laughs> but like the the main like memory is just of watching it with people. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Have you been watching anything nice yeah. recently? Um. Honestly, I've been rewatching. Brooklyn Nine Nine for what oh. the twentieth time probably. Um, That's no, there's good reason for that. Oh, such a good show. Such a good show. Um, I don't get how it's not like more highly rated. Like it's highly rated amongst like I think it's it's like in America it's not super popular. Really? It is popular in the same way it is like it's not the biggest show there. Yeah. But, like for me, when I watch it, I'm just like, how is this not like the best thing on TV? Because it just, I just is. Think it's great. Um, I really love it, and. I, I, I read an interesting tweet by um, a reg that I follow and it was about like how he can't take new content right now like his brain can't emotionally <laughs> deal with any new content so he's just going back and like re-watching old stuff he's seen before and I had to think about it and I was like oh my gosh I'm basically just doing the same thing like <laughs> going back and re-watching shows I've seen or like watching comfort movies or whatever um, which is so true uh, that's that's a good point. I do that so often, yeah. where I basically cycle through a lot of shows. Like I've probably watched the entirety of How I Met Your Mother probably three times. Yeah. Um, Parks and Rec is like unparalleled. It's probably on like a five or six watch yeah. at this point. Um, but like I always feel like there's a there's a certain time like you have to give it a bit of time so that it yeah, has rewatched value. You don't, yeah. Yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine is probably on its third watch for me, but mm. it just—it's still so good. Like certain episodes, they're just like they're so. Yeah, 
yeah. the dentist episode is probably my favorite. <laughs> I think a lot of people love that episode yeah. where it's Jake and Holt in a room with a dentist trying to get the uh, confession. But I just remember it so well. Mm. It's so simple and so good. Yeah, I just I really like it. It's like very it's like comedic relief, and I it just makes me feel calm, and I just it distracts me, and I like it. Um, good. I love that. But other than that, I've been I've been trying to read. I tried. <laughs> I made the like little resolution to try and read a book a week in this year, and that has Ooh. absolutely not happened. I've read like three <laughs> books, and it's mid February. Um, so I mean, one book every two weeks. We're on track. Ah, well, yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> see. Um, but I did read a great one called Utopia for Realists, mm. um, and how we can get there. It's by a guy called Rutger Bregman. Um, who is apparently he's like a very he's very young and like hip and I think he's quite well known on the internet um but it's a really great I didn't really know what to expect from the book a friend recommended it to me um Mm -hmm. and I'd had it on my bookshelf for ages and I just hadn't ever gone to pick it up like you know one of those books that you just never (laughs) yeah I have have many of those um and it was it was so incredible um and yeah it was it was a really great I just highly recommend it. It kind of talked about the way that our system works and the way that our society works. And it broached loads of hypotheses, like just, for instance, giving free money to everyone and what would happen. And then it like talked it through and it was all very evidence based, but just very well written, very comprehensive, um, Hmm. illuminating stuff. And I hadn't thought about the economy and society in that way um, ever before. So I found that really good. Um, would recommend to a friend. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. Um, and then I've just been, I just read a couple of novels which were quite nice as well. Um, but nothing groundbreaking. Um, although my dad <laughs> well, has, my dad has been Pardon? You don't need to have read something groundbreaking, I guess. <laughs> no, that's true. But, but my dad I love novels. Going, yeah. My dad's been going crazy. Um, he's a poet and he reads Ooh. like a crazy amount but he's read about now 120 books since the start of 2020 plus one um what and he keeps sending me like new novels so i now have like a pile um of seven or eight that he said were groundbreaking so i will read those next and i may will come back next time with a with a groundbreaking book to tell you about um, that's a lot of pressure like on like to, to always not to keep up but to even just to read the the ones that are groundbreaking yeah. i'm guessing it just piles up it does <laughs> but you can never have too many books um that's true uh, as he always says <laughs> um, yeah, I, i'm a strong believer in that my mother read... <laughs> um, i just have an idea like this image that that library if you have a library i'm assuming you do if mm. you read that I just I can just see that library. It just looks beautiful in my mind. Yeah. See, so, so my parents like moved to Slovenia uh, three years ago now, um, uh-huh. and so it, we we still rent out our house at the moment in Cornwall. And so they uh-huh. left a lot, a lot, a lot of books. Like there must be <laughs> fifteen, twenty, twenty five thousand books in that house. And Blimey. since my dad has. I don't even know how he manages it, but like there are already thousands and thousands and thousands of books in Slovenia. Um, and every time he comes back to the UK, he will fill a car full of books. 
and drive them <laughs> back to the mountains. Um, so yeah, the house is already filled and there's nowhere there's nowhere else to put them. But um, he'll he'll find a place. It's, I find I like it so that. comforting. I find it so so comforting, and I, I can't wait to finally own a house um, and stuff it stuff it full. No, that sounds that sounds like a like genuinely in my head. Dream house has to have like a book wall, uh, if not a library, a book wall. Oh yeah, you know? at least just full of books. Yeah, just, just it could be a Zoom background more than anything. <laughs> I um, remember so but... well. Um, my dad, like in our house in Cornwall, he built shelves all up, like next to the staircase like floor to ceiling oh. shelving because there just wasn't like he didn't have any spare bookshelves like the library was full like every room was just all the walls were full and he was like i need more space <laughs> so he <laughs> built these floor to ceiling shelves which immediately got filled um and then we had to start putting books under the stairs instead um but stair no, bookcases have got to be up there in terms of design like oh but also we we had a as a kid we used to have like uh bookshelves under the stairs like under the staircase yeah and it was just feel like there used to be loads of books that I would just never get I was, I was thinking about this the other day actually weirdly mm. and I was just like we had loads of like reference books like a book on we had like encyclopedias we had like yeah. a book on cars and stuff and I would literally just stare at them and like I think slowly I think that's where my my interest in a lot of stuff just grew was just from looking at these books that I sort of understood just about yeah um, and it was just like a weird fascination. We also had a lot of like storybooks and stuff. And I'd read like, my, cause I was lucky because I'm the youngest sibling. So my sister would read something and my other sister would read something and then I'd get it. So yeah. I forget books that I wanted myself. Um, so like we had so many books. I just remember being surrounded by books as a kid. Mm. It was like the best thing. Yeah, I loved it. Like I, I used to read like crazy, um, like four or five books a week. I, I literally used to be insane. Um, and I loved it so much and then I just lost the time um, it's sad isn't it like I feel like I would still read so many books but like it's just not something that really seems compatible with mm. like life as it is right now yeah like I, I've, I've really I've been trying but even like just scheduling in half an hour seems even though I have nothing going on in my life for some reason, it seems like this huge effort. Um, and I hate it, but my brain is just, I just feel foggy all the time. Um, <laughs> and for some re- reason, like reading just isn't, it just doesn't mesh with my brain how it is at the moment. Um, but I'm doing my best. So maybe in a couple months time, I'll be, you know, a little bit, a little bit more. Maybe you'll catch up to your New Year's resolution. Uh, do you know what? I do, as the weeks go on and as my dissertation <laughs> deadline looms closer, I'm I'm getting less and less hopeful. <laughs> I mean, this is why I don't make news resolutions because you just uh, it's just disappointing. You just make it and it just at some point like it breaks. I I, I try and be realistic, but I can just never get mm. a resolution that I can actually feasibly keep up for a long enough time that I feel good about myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather do like a New Year's retrospective review, you know, like look back at a year and think, what Ooh. have I actually done that was good, and what did I change, and what did I keep up, and was it good or was it terrible? Um, like give yourself a reward. Yeah, well, just like you know, they always, you know, everyone always says retrospect is a beautiful thing, and if you don't take the time to 
to think about it you know do you just waste potential like opportunity for growth perhaps you do I definitely mm. didn't spend enough time reflecting on what I've done or said or seen or learnt um but I should <laughs> I feel like I'm slowly becoming more reflective mm. I don't know if that's because I just spend more time thinking than doing stuff now but mm. <laughs> like before I feel like I just filled my time but also I feel like during first year or like at the beginning where they where they tell you to reflect on stuff and you don't I didn't really get it like yeah. why or what I was doing so I would just I'll just make something I'll write something that it was I mean it was a, a form of reflection yeah but yeah but it wasn't like a proper reflection I think the problem is it's like it becomes so prescribed that mm. you don't you reflect on something because you have to rather than because there was something to reflect on there and like a lot of the times when you actually reflect on something it's so personal that it feels wrong to write it down sometimes like for it yeah. to be marked um, I fully know what you mean it, it's difficult enough to be honest with yourself let alone with somebody else yeah <laughs> also I don't want people to know I'm a terrible person like in my reflection yeah. <laughs> like if you do a proper genuine honest reflection there's probably something that you're ashamed of or that you probably didn't like of at course, some point yeah. um so it feels difficult to write that out and enshrine it mm. in something and make it permanent mm. I relate to that wholeheartedly there right i think this might be a good place to tie up the episode absolutely it's been very uh nice to talk to you after so long i know i know we'll have to come up with some nice fun topics to fill everyone's time in uh in this new year yeah we should definitely do another one very soon i think and you lucky listeners will will have less time to not think about us (laughs) Oh, well, I hope you have a lovely rest of your day. Um, And thank you so much for listening, if anybody's listening. (laughs) Thank you for listening to anyone who's made it to this point. Everybody else you can shove off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, thank you. And we'll see you next time. See you next time.